Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Form 3.tech podcast. My name is Kevin Holditch, Head of Platform Engineering at Form 3. Today I'm really excited that I'm joined by Frank Contrapois. I hope I said that right. Of Strategic Blue. How's it going today? You said it right, yes. How's it going today, Frank? I'm doing very well and I'm uh, really glad uh, to get that invite from you guys. Really happy to be here. Cool, cool, good stuff. So to kick us off, do you want to explain what you do at Strategic Blue? So yes, at Strategic Blue, we just to start, is, is a company that applies financial concept to the cloud. So it's cloud and finance mixed. I am head of customer operations, which roughly means that I manage all uh, customer services on a day-to-day basis. And I'm lucky enough to have a brilliant team so I can even do some uh, strategic consulting on the side. So Strategic Blue are a company that help you with purchasing resources from cloud vendors. So before we get too much into what Strategic Blue do, can you just talk uh, me and the audience through how cloud vendors go about pricing okay. their resources? Thank you, that's a good question. So the, the first thing is that we cloud vendors are really for-profit companies. So they really care about two things which are very important to them. And one is money and the other one is risk. And it's important to us. So when you as a customer, you're using on-demand, you are using something which is infinite capacity, which can be turned on and off by the second and is charged by the second. On the other side, so for you, you have full flexibility and no risk, really, it's, it reduces your risk. On the other side, you have the AWS of this world, the other cloud vendors, that they, they need to build data centers for that. They need to buy servers to allow you to get uh, that flexibility. And they need to do that upfront, which means that they're taking all the risk. And, most, and, and that brings you to when you pay on-demand pricing, there is a lot of risk premium in on-demand pricing. And you will, you will see that to reduce your cost, to get access to discounts, the more you bring the risk towards you and not to, on the uh, cloud vendor side, the more you will uh, see a discount. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So. Can you sort of dig into some of the ways that you do that with a cloud vendor? So from my experience, that is about sort of saying, I commit to use a machine of this size for three years, and then they'll give me a better price. Is that because by committing for three years, I'm now taking on the risk, so the cloud vendor knows that machine is sold, so you know they haven't got to worry? That's exactly the point. And the more specific you get, the, so the, the, la- the more specific they know which machine they're going to buy, the more uh, discount you will get. So there, there exists some, for example, enterprise discount programs, which are just very wide. You get a, a certain percent discount on everything that usually has quite a small discount because you're still living with them with lots of insecurity. You're just guaranteeing usually a certain amount of money that you're going to spend over the years. Then you move to, uh, let's say, equivalent of reserved instance. As you say, you start specifying exactly, I want this. And the more you're granular, like I want a very specific type of instance in a very specific region and paying upfront, so removing credit risk, you will get the better best discount. The extreme for that is the spot instance. 
where all of a sudden you as a customer, you are giving, you are taking all the risk almost because the cloud vendors can turn them off at any, at any given time, giving you just two minutes from a notice. So in this case, that's why you get the better discounts is because you as a customer taking the risk of them saying, hey, I need that resource and turning things off uh, immediately. Okay, that makes sense. I think also with spot instances, isn't spot also a way of the cloud vendor, I suppose it is pushing the risk onto you, the customer, but it's a way of them selling their extra capacity. So as a cloud vendor, I might say, cross my mistake, I need a million machines. And then any one time, say 700,000 are being used, so those 300,000 are sitting there dormant. So I'd give them up for spot and get whatever money I can for them because otherwise it's just wasted capacity. Yes, and you can see it that way. The, the other way we see, for example, from a financial perspective is to say that spot instances are here to keep the price of on-demand fixed. So as you say, I, I, they can guarantee an on-demand price which is gonna be stable, which is gonna be documented and do not change that often, does not change that often. But as you say, to get that, you need extra capacity. So if you can make some money of that extra capacity of thought, that allows the full financial system underneath to effectively work. So yes, spot instance is exactly what you say, is I have over capacity, I can sell it by having over capacity and giving that risk of turning things off to the customer. They are able to solve multiple problems in just one go. And that's why you get huge discounts on spot. Okay, so so you've so we've gone through sort of how how vendors do their pricing and why they price um, their infrastructure the way they do. So why is there a space in the market for a company like Strategic Blue? What problem do you guys solve? So at yeah at Strategic Blue we we try so as I we come as a company for more the financial market, less the technical. So we're financial, most people are financial people to, uh, coming to the cloud. So we're trying to bridge a gap between uh, the finance, the CFO and the CTO, if you, we wanted to simplify it. And what we also, the other thing is that cloud vendors to be able to sell, sell and scale as they do and reach economy of scale, they need to be very, very standard. And so to be very standard means that you don't give much contract flexibility. You cannot really discuss and negotiate individual contracts with cloud vendors. So what do we do at Strategic Blue? We, we really have found three areas where we can help. The first one, we call it pay your way. And it is about a customer wanting to pay, for example, just in pounds with a fixed exchange rate or people wanting to say having you know old companies having quite big processes and say i cannot pay in 30 days i need 40 45 i need more because i need to go through all my approvals so those kind of procurement and contracting things financial things we will manage and we'll have the company being able to buy cloud unconditioned which are more compatible with them the second thing that we call is really is buy your way which is that again, the sum of the offering, in particular for discounts, are quite uh, limited. You can buy, I will talk about AWS here, but uh, nothing upfront, partial upfront, full upfront for one or three years, and that's it. 
What if you need nine months? What if you have a project that is for nine months? What is if you have a, a billing a budget cycle which lasts 18 months? So that's where at Strategic Blue we, we will effectively create those deals for you. We will build something that is not directly accessible or not directly available uh, to solve so problems which are also procurement and organization problems. And the last one, which is closer to my heart really because I manage a big part of that, is what we call clarity and transparency. And cloud vendors are extremely transparent. You, you know how many bytes of storage you've consumed for how much time and how much that costed. But that result in very little clarity. You get millions of rows of information quite easily and making sense of them is your problem. No, that makes total sense. I think the um, I think the clarity and transparency one, I just want to focus on that for a second because maybe just to pick on your example of AWS, I've looked at the AWS bill and I almost feel like I could spend months looking at a single bill because like you said, they'll give you how many megabytes got transferred between regions and all of this complexity when really, kind of what we care about is a high level view on, on on usage and maybe some high level metrics. And also every cloud vendor, as I understand it, is gonna give you that report in a different shape. So if you use multiple clouds, you're gonna to have to understand the Google bill, the Azure bill, the AWS bill, and they're all gonna look sort of very different. So is that kind of another one of your offerings where because it goes through you, you can give us a single bill that looks the same regardless of the underlying vendor? Exactly. So that's one thing. And even just with one vendor, I mean, even just continuing with AWS, for example, you, you receive one invoice, then you receive another one for certain discount, then you use credit notes. There is lots of paperwork going on in, around billing for even each cloud vendor. And so as a company, we effectively take the clarity and transparency is made of multiple pieces. One is to have one single invoice that summarizes it all. We also provide, for example, for the person that is going to approve the invoice, a document which is called the backing sheet, that gives you, that allows that communication between the guy approving the invoices and the one using it, which is really technical. They don't understand very much each other. So we show how much was, the, what are the top biggest spender for the last six months so that the procurement person or the approver can look at that and say, I have no clue what an R5X large is, but we've doubled the usage of that stuff. Is that planned? You know, asking questions that effectively the technical guy can answer. And if the answer is yes, I can approve that invoice. So that's one other thing. The other, we also provide a dashboard so that I say, so a dashboard is we collect all that data and we pre represent it back to customers in a way that makes usually more sense for not only technical stakeholders, but also CFO, but also um, the, the uh, procurement parts and understand even the contract they've signed with us or things they've got. So all that information is in those uh, dashboards. Those are roughly the two, I would say, the two bigger thing. And yes, yeah, sorry, last is on those dashboards, we can get customers' requests 
and deep dive and create dedicated views if they need a certain reporting in a certain format we can help them achieve that much faster by creating customized views of the data okay yeah that 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 makes a lot of sense so um a little bit earlier on you mentioned that strategic blue can offer like a nine month reserved instance so can we just walk through a little bit on the mechanics about how that works because on the line so let's just say we're we're working with aws to keep using the same example aws only offer as far as i remember 12 month 24 month or 36 month reserved instance whereas with strategic blue i can buy a nine month reserved instance so how does the mechanics of that work so first of all uh, aws provides only 12 and 36 months so there is no 24. Oh, okay so that's that's one of the things that usually customers with us are quite happy because 24 months, 18 or 24 months is an acceptable time frame. 36 is quite too far in the future for the evolution of cloud. But if I wanted to, so just giving another, adding something to the example you just gave, what, what we've done in the past, for example, there was a customer having a project for nine months and we all know that IT project have a, strong tendencies of ending late, of being late. And so we've offered even that customer, it was, yes, you're going to have a nine months discount with an option to extend it for three months so that it could become a 12 month. Or, so you can add those kind of things. So taking that, that example of nine months plus options, what we do in the back end can be summarized in one sentence really is we take risk as a company. So we have multitude of customers and we have different type of customers. Some customers are more uh, process oriented, more standard. Usually the nine months, the people needing nine months reserved instance or commitments will be that kind of companies. And on the other side, you have companies like Form 3, which are extremely dynamic and have complete control of what they are using. So for nine months commitment, we would probably buy 12 months from the cloud vendor. So the customer has a nine months contract with Strategic Blue and Strategic Blue will buy 12 months from the cloud vendor. That leaves us, Strategic Blue, with a three months risk gap, if you want, okay? The difference between 12 months and nine months. That, those three months, for example, we could, at the end, uh, we could start presenting them and selling them at an attractive price to companies dynamic company where you can go and say, look, for three months, I have a 50% discount on M5 in EUS2. Do you want that? And those companies might say yes. Uh, and usually they're capable by changing either script in the infrastructure as code, something just to take that benefit and rip it off. So the we offer flexibility in exchange for money. I would say for company, we do not have flexibility and we kind of sell that back also to others if needed. There are all the lots of other things that happen on the back end, but I would think that, uh, again, that should help understand what happens with back end. Yeah, that makes a, makes a lot of sense. Is it, I think it's still, um, Shujit Blue are kind of taking on a, quite a lot of risk there because you're you're sort of taking on that free month so is that something that you've got a lot of maths that goes into because say if no one takes you up on that offer 
you're basically left fitting the bill for three months, which probably wipes out your profit margin, I imagine. So is there, like, how does the decision-making process go into where, what you can offer someone? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. So the, the first part is that you need to understand that when you get, when you ask for nine months, you don't get a 12 months discount. So we effectively account for some of that risk that after nine months, the customer might drop, might leave, to say that as we are taking risk, that risk is passed to uh, in the discount the customer gets. So if a one year is a 30% discount, we will probably be the customer 20% discount for nine months. So we are kind of protecting ourselves a little every month to protect us from those three last months. So that's one way. <clears throat> the other thing is also, is that yes, there are lots of maths going behind, which are not only based on um, what the customers ask, so what I've just explained as an example, but it is also about what is our current capacity, which our customers are available. Think of it as we have nine months, we have lots of it, we have good experience, we have nine months to find a buyer for that three, remaining three months. So we will start talking with our customers that we know, and some of them, and we've done it in the past, we will, <clears throat> when they are big commitments, for example, for nine months, you have loads of VMs, we can talk with some of the uh, our customers, which are universities, for example, which can reasonably consume as much as they want for research, as fast as they want on whatever they want. And for example, those kind of customer will be happy to almost sometimes buy in advance and say, yes, in nine months time, I'm totally happy to take to guarantee you uh, to of buying 2000 VMs, but you give me 55% discount on each those kind of things. So we will find a way to work with our different customers. It's called a portfolio, if you want, to make it work for the best of the flexible and the non-flexible. Uh, yeah, I'd imagine it's more it's economies of scale as well. So as the customer base that you have grows, the better sort of discounts you can offer people because the less risk there is that you won't find someone or that you will find someone to take the the odds and ends of contracts you've taken out downstream with the cloud vendors. Exactly. So, so going back to your question, because I didn't answer it really, it is, there are lots of, yes, there is a human behind the thing at the end, uh, making a decision, and there is also some common criteria about a Windows machine is harder to sell than a Linux machine, from our perspective, because there are less customers interested in this. Some regions, if you tell me, hey, I want lots of instances in Sao Paulo, which is one of the most expensive regions on earth, if not the most expensive, it's very hard to find someone using those resources. On the other side, it might be extremely easy to find in Ireland or in um, Virginia, North Virginia. So all those parameters are taken into account the math can change also depending on, as you say, the size of the customer. If we have a massive customer, that means that the risk we might be taking, we need to look at it very carefully, then more people will be involved. For some other things, which are simple, standard deals, it can just go all quite fast through uh, the, the system. The easiest one, but less interesting one, are the what we call term match, which is you buy a one year, uh, you buy one year or three years in the standard way, let's put it that way. 
in this case we can protect ourselves very easily by buying either the same stuff or longer but we it is simpler and you'll get faster approval and also just to dig into that a bit more because i know in my experience with strategic blue you will always beat the cloud price so how can you do that if i buy a, if i order a one year r5 you go to AWS and buy the same, how are you beating their price? So we could, usually we buy and sell in different terms. That's really the thing. So if you were to sell me, you, most customers will say, I want to buy nothing upfront. So we'll probably buy partial or full upfront, for example. But they, we always also see things not simply at one deal at the time. We see it at the portfolio of all our customers together. We manage that as a portfolio level, so we see how much of what you are doing uh, when you buy a one year, we might have already something that we bought two years ago that match what you want, or they might, whatever uh, the position is, but we will probably buy something different from what you're asking. The thing we guarantee is that we will do the same or better than uh, AWS in particular. So uh, that's what you're referring to. And yeah, it is mostly that we will buy either more or for longer, than the customer does. I admit that if you were to ask me, I want a full upfront three years RI, we would probably just uh, provide you either the same or slightly better by taking some. Okay, I just want to clarify something to make sure everyone's on board with that. So I think when you um, purchase a reserved instance for AWS, which is where you're committing to a certain machine type for a certain period, You've got a couple of ways you can purchase that so you can pay all the money up front which is where you get the best price or you can pay monthly is that is that correct and and what you're saying is a lot of customers want to pay monthly but strategic blue know they're going to be here for a year so you'll pay up front and maybe take a loan out or have it finance it in some way and then that's how you can give us the better price and then you'll take a margin off and we will give you back the idea is that yeah so compared to other companies, what we always do is we always give the customer the, the choice. So we always go and tell customers, this is what we would recommend you if you want to be fully optimized and if you want to get the best possible price. And some customer, for example, might be a little hesitant of committing to, I don't know, 80% of their usage because they don't know and decide that they will go with 60, 70%, and we might decide that we will go with 80%. So we will buy always in different terms. The interesting thing about Strategic Blue is that we will pass back some of the benefits back to the customers, we say, by beating the prices of like to like for cloud vendors. Okay, that's really interesting. Just got one question that's popped in my head that maybe, um, is a direction that I've seen AWS go in particular. So at the moment, in their compute space, their sort of their forward buying or reserved instances is very locked down. So you have to say, I'm going to have an R5 extra large in Ireland um, for one year. Let's just say. Well, I think it's point space based on the size. But anyway, it's restricted by quite a lot of aggregates like account and region. And I think AWS in particular are moving away from that and putting all of their compute under the same banner. So they're literally saying, you can now just commit to a certain dollar spend on, compu on compute, and we will discount that across all of our compute services, so EC2 and Lambda, and I think Fargate and some other things. So how are AWS managing to do that then? Because now they're taking on the risk because they don't know what you're buying all of a sudden, or 
um, yeah, I guess that's kind of my question. And does that affect Strategic Blue at all? Or does that make it easier? So it affects us, yes, it affects us that we, to do what we do, we have to, we have to reverse engineer. That's part of our core thing. We have to reverse engineer all the billing system from AWS. So we have recreated a full billing system. So when they introduce a new service, a new service like savings plans, which is the one you are referring to, that changes everything, we have to understand it and re-implement it back and making sure that we are able to um, charge it to the penny back. The other thing that you, you say is it was quite a surprise for us that AWS was uh, taking some of the risk back without effectively asking for anything in return from the customer. And I think this was mostly driven by an increasing competition that it is better to effectively lock in customers for a certain amount of time. It's not just about locking uh, the instance and being able to plan for building data centers. It's also about making sure the customer stays with us for one year. And so they are, uh, they are ready, let's say, to give away, to take some risk in exchange. It's always an exchange for, uh, I would say, fidelity or loyalty, at least for a year. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. So um, thanks a lot for coming on today, Frank. Was there anything um, you wanted to plug for the listeners? I understand that Strategic Blue actually have a podcast. Yes. So if you want to, so we have a podcast that is called What's New in Cloud FinOps. It's with me and uh, Stephen Old, my good friend. And the idea is that we go through every month, we go through all the bill impacting news of the three biggest cloud vendors and then we usually talk about a topic or interview someone uh, always connected with finops and the cl- uh, money and cloud cool awesome the other thing is obviously if you are interested in what i talked about just come over to the website uh, strategic-blue.com and awesome yeah definitely check these guys out they make procuring the clouds much easier i can sort of speak from experience there so thanks again frank for coming on today thank you cheers and thanks to everyone for listening form three are looking to double the size of our remote first engineering team if you'd like to help the world move money faster and enjoy working on complex technical challenges using the latest tech feel free to check out the careers page in the description